Hey everybody, it's me, your friendly neighborhood, Scotty Moe, coming to you live this week with the 69th spectacular of fun fiction. We had one hell of a year, and we are putting it all together, all out for you right here. There's been... Ship of Ditto Theseuses. There's been Peter Panda dances. Megan got murdered at one point, and then also we did talk about Morbius, unfortunately. But it's all available to you here in this the 69th spectacular. And with all of that out of the way, I guess it's time for me just to shut up and welcome you to Fun Fiction. So welcome to Fun Fiction, the show where two idiots ruin that thing you like it. I'm about drive, I'm about power, we stay hungry, we devour, put in the work, put in the hours and take what's ours. Scotty Moore! I'm pants. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, pants. That was worth it. That was worth it to see what that did to you. <laughs> It was because you didn't follow it with Megan Dentra. It was just, I'm pants. Some some days you're just pants, but other days I am making danger. It's the least funny thing in the entire world. And yet it is the gag that they that the, the, the whole movie fucking rests on. That they were just like, this is it. This is the joke. We're never Emily Blunt is a woman wearing pants in 1916, and we are never gonna let it go. This is performative feminism the movie yeah <laughs> yeah, <It's>, yeah. <laughs> like it's got shit where i'm like we've been over this Disney. you don't have to act like you're woke now because jack whitehall's just like my sister's actually very smart thank you very much <laughs> She should be allowed to join the special men's club, but actually she's better than the special men's club. Should we discuss just the whole arc of the Peter Panda dance? I, I think we have to because that was the whole thing I was selling you on. As I said, it's all about the fucking Peter Panda dance. And then you were like, well after you watched Vin Diesel perform the Peter Panda dance, and you're like, yeah, I guess that was worth it. And I was like, no, 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 no. You're going to see it again. It's plot relevant. Well, yeah, well, here's the... It begins with the Russian... Little Russian lady doing it. And I was like... I've seen these kinds of movies before. He, the big strong man's gonna have to do the silly dance for the baby, and it'll be very funny and symbolize him coming around to being a real human being. Little did I know <laughs> that 30 minutes after what I thought was the firing of Chekhov's gun, Chekhov reloaded and put it to my temple and said, bite down. <laughs> So, yeah, the, the dad, the original dad, not, not Vin Diesel's stolen Valor dad, yes. he was like some kind of scientist or some shit for the government, and, and he done got murked, and um, the Peter Panda dance was something he'd actually made up, uh, which is why when Vin Diesel successfully performs it, the little baby says, Daddy. Uh, but the oh. Peter Panda dance 
is more. It's more than than just a dance. <laughs> the nuclear launch code. <laughs> it's a secret code to get you through a fucking Legends of the Hidden Temple <laughs> death trap. So that you may access... I don't even remember what the fuck it was. It was... I can't remember what it stands for, but I just remember that it's a bad acronym. Oh, yeah, GHOST. It's GHOST, which stood for, like, Global Height Assisted. So there's an A where the O needs to be, and they just accepted that. Something with drones, I don't fucking know. But anyway... The only way you can get it without being murdered by Indiana Jones-style booby traps is by following the directions laid out in the Peter Panda dance. I hate it. I hated it. I was I was so excited when you were just messaging me like, no, fucking no. <laughs> I was like, no, Jesus Christ, hell no. Please, God, no. Hi. My name is Hawk Babadook. I'm short and have short, spiky silver hair like mountaintops, icy blue eyes like limpid tears, and a lot of people tell me I look like Grogu and Quicksilver. And if you don't know who they are, get the hell out of here. <laughs> I'm not related to them, but I wish I was because they're major fucking hotties. I'm a vampire, but my teeth are straight and white. I have pale green skin. I'm also a witch, and I go to a magic school called Turf Warts in Britain. <laughs> I in Britain is starred out. I fucking love it. Where I'm in the seventh year. I'm 50. I'm a goth, in case you couldn't tell, and I wear mostly black. I love Hot Topic, and I buy all my clothes from there. For example, today I was wearing a black robe with matching lace around it and a black leather miniskirt, pink fishnets, and black combat boots. I was wearing black lipstick, white foundation, black eyeliner, and red eyeshadow. I was standing outside turf warts. It was I'm snowing. Sorry. Can in- we just quickly get that mental image <laughs> in everyone's head? Is Grogu <laughs> in a leather mini skirt with fucking eyeliner and eyeshadow? Yes, I was mostly just tickled that it. it I'm pretty sure that's just copy pasted from my immortal. But yeah, I didn't stop to properly imagine Grogu in that. I think we might. Excuse me, Hawk Babadook. I think we might yeah. have new merch to make. I was walking outside Turfworts. It was snowing and raining, so there was no sun, which I was very happy about. A lot of feds stared at me. I put up my middle finger at them. I hate the government. <laughs> hey, Hawk! shouted a voice. I looked up. It was Jeffy Dean Morgan. What's up, Jeffy? I asked. Nothing, he said shyly. But then I heard my friends call me, and I had to go away. Chapter two. (laughs) The next day, I woke up in my bedroom. It was snowing and raining again. I opened the door of my coffin and drank some blood from a bottle I had. My coffin was black ebony, and inside it was hot pink velvet with black lace on the ends. I got out of my coffin and took off my giant Ono lip glass. I love my podcasts. (laughs) T-shirt, which I used for pajamas. Instead, I put on a black leather dress, a pentagram necklace, Combat boots and black fishnets on. God damn it, now I am picturing Grogu. <laughs> Grogu's going through a phase, y'all. 
I put on four pairs of earrings in my pierced ears and put my hair in my trademark spikes. <laughs> my friend Darius the Rumble Ground <laughs> woke up and, and grinned at me. He flipped his short, styled gray hair with pink streaks. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> and opened his forest green eyes. He put on his a load of BS T-shirt with a black midi, fishnets, and pointy high-heeled boots. We did our morning job, taking down the money plane. <laughs> I want to die. It's so good. <laughs> what I loved was receiving updates from you um, as you were watching because you phrased each one as the boss baby <laughs> is doing X, Y, Z. The boss baby has been pushed into her drawer. The boss baby is. And it's great because it felt like I was getting like those like alert messages or something from the government. <laughs> like the boss baby <laughs> has breached the outer wall. The boss baby is in your neighborhood. <laughs> it's coming for you. <laughs> Can you imagine getting an Amber alert for the boss baby? <laughs> Uh, yeah, hold on. Let's see. There's a new boss baby. Um, the boss baby was asleep and they put him in a drawer and shut it closed. <laughs> boss baby just kissed a horse. Boss baby just watched Spirit, Stallion of the Cerulean, in a book movie theater, meaning this movie took place in 2002. And there was a shocking lack of 9-11 representation for a film from 2002. <laughs> At no point did this boss baby mention <laughs> Twin Towers. The boss baby has enrolled in a Montessori school to combat Jeff Goldblum. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, how is this even supposed to work? What is the... Ah! Ah! Oh, no, what's... Ah! Everyone at home, something terrible has happened. Megan has gone off the Skype. I think, I believe a bit might be being set up at this point, and it's taking them a little bit longer than they thought. <laughs> Scotty. Oh, hi. <laughs> it's me, Inspector McGuffin. Oh, hello. I need you to help me solve this most horrible murder of one Megan Danger. Oh, no. <laughs> Megan got <laughs> murdered, y'all. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so sad. Megan got murdered just, just so brutally. So brutally. Yeah, real bad, <laughs> Inspector Marbles. Inspector <laughs> McGuffin. I'm sorry. Scotty Moore. Now, I've gathered all the possible suspects together, along with some of the tools what might have been used to commit this dark and terrible deed. However, I'm just a bumbling and generally incompetent member of Her Majesty's Scotland Yard Secret Service, what what? <laughs> so that's where you come in. You'll follow the clues, put the pieces together, and find the culprit. And all stand off to the side and say things like, Core, blind. <laughs> and, oh, well, I don't know about that one, me old son. And of course, by Jove, Scotty Moore, you've done it again. <laughs> the possible weapons by which Megan Danger may have met their tragic and ignoble end are as follows candlestick, rope, knife, lead pipe, revolver, wrench. 
microphone stand was covered in fresh blood. <laughs> oh, okay. I was literally writing down the names. I feel like I've got a good theory as to which one's going to do it. I also... Oh, they, they told me you was a clever one, they did. I really do appreciate how you announced all of the weapons like it was Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> Wrench! <laughs> Candlestick! <laughs> I'll bring in each suspect so they can introduce themselves oh, to you. No. And then you can ask them whatever you like so you can figure out who done it with the clues. The clues. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's Cluedo for you, but yeah. <laughs> The clues, though. You gotta solve them clues, though, Scotty. I hate this so much. I know, it's always sad when a life is cut down before it's time. Alright, who's the first suspect? You're like Pinky and the Brain at once. In the Southeast Asian nation of Shadaloo, civil war has erupted between the forces of drug lord turned army general M. Bison and the allied nation led by Colonel William F. Guile. A true American hero, a very American man. He has an American flag tattooed on his arm. And he's played by the most French human being on the planet. Hey, excuse you, the most Belgian human being on the That's planet. Right. He is very Belgian. My favorite scene is when he's doing the speech to like rally the troops. I know I'm going to be doing that thing where I make a skip around and he's saying mm -hmm. the thing of like, or we can all go home. Well, I don't want to go home. I'm just like, I feel like his accent is just clawing its way out of him. Like, not that he makes any attempt to dump his accent, but that it just gets even stronger at parts. Uh, the quote, I have it here. I'm not going home. I'm going to get on my boat, and I'm going upriver, and I'm going to kick that son of bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is gonna feel it. I I, here's the thing like i love jean-claude van damme uh and and then he got self-aware which was even better jcvd is a great fucking movie mm -hmm. oh this movie it's just so fucking silly and again he was just off the shits on cocaine the whole time like i know we say that sometimes as a goof but this was a real legitimate issue <laughs> i believe the director did come out and just straight up be like hey guys by the way he was on so much coke throughout this entire movie. Uh, Bison has captured several uh, several AN relief workers, and via a live two-way radio bot broadcast, he demands Guile secure. Yeah, <laughs> the M Would you not listen to the M. Bison podcast? Colonel Guile, you are in a lot of danger, as is your sleep schedule if you do not get a lovely mattress from sleep.com. The day you first tried Blue Apron may have been the most important day of your life. For me, it was only Tuesday. You, if you put in code M Bison, you get 50 M fifty percent off of your Bison dollars, which will become the main currency used in the world when I kidnap the Queen. <laughs> So then we cut forward in time and Morbius uh, reveals his new plan, which is revealed when his lab assistant um, 
strong protagonist woman pulls a sheet off pants. of a big <laughs> yeah, pull its pants pulls a big sheet off of a tube and there's just a fucking shit ton of bats in there <laughs> like somehow he under the guise of night snuck a shit ton of bats into his office to do work and he's, he's he's trying to hide it while he's like don't go over to the bats and she freaks out she's like why the fuck do you have so many bats <laughs> A question any logical thinking person would have in that moment. Uh, Then he reveals that vampire bats have a something in their like saliva or something that coagulates blood. And so his theory is that the if it mixes with human DNA, it can coagulate the diseased part of his blood, I think. What? Charles staying silent here, not yeah, helping me at no, all. Honestly, that's that's basically kind of what it was. So it's 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 a bullshit excuse to get him to hang out with a bunch of bats, right? Yeah, like that's the that's the whole thing. It doesn't even make sense. It's it's Star Trek logic. Yeah, keep in um, mind, vampires, actual mythological vampires exist in this universe because he like makes reference to dracula later and yet no one's like hey you know what the fuck's going to happen if you mix vampire and human dna i wonder what's gonna happen to you jared leto all right i'm gonna i'm gonna just go back and vampires vampire the creature them what walks at night and sucks the blood are are acknowledged as a, a, a real, like, a thing? No, like no, no, no. Just, like, the fictional Dracula okay. is still fiction. Okay, I was like, excuse me? I'm saying, like, it's, if in the world of Jurassic Park, like, existing, somebody was like, hey, let's make a dinosaur theme park. It's like, no, we've all read the book. We know what the fuck's going to happen. And yet this Nobel Peace Prize denying doctor is like, it'll be fucking fine to mix human and bat DNA. We're good. At at this moment... Uh, Michael Morbius and where he's working is he's running basically what Daddy Morbius did, but just in a more like, like clinical setting. Right. So there's so basically he's running this office, helping people that have the same kind of condition that he has or something similar. Yeah, there's a very sad black girl who gets literally no like I don't think there's any resolution to her at all at the end of it. Is there? No, there's not. But let's <laughs> come back to how they reveal that scene because it goes, "Oh my god, why are there so many fucking bats? We're going to fight about that, right? <laughs> fight about the bats." And then a nurse comes in and says, "Hey, your patient standing right next to all the flying bats." <laughs> Right, so this this just random nurse comes in to say, "Hey, doctor," and doesn't even look over at the bats, being like, "What the fuck is all, with all these bats?" Hey, doctor, just like, "Hey," with one of the patients is going, doesn't say, uh, but like, "Hey." I never noticed these bats before because it was so secretive. The bats were secretive. But then this nurse is just like, yeah, I know about the bats. That's double M's bats. I know. Yeah. Them, baby. Uh, 
after that, Weibo attempts to confess her love for to Brainerd, only to be shrugged off as a computer. In response, she grabs a knife. No, she creates a holographic human version of herself named Sylvia. Once again, film, you had enough. You had enough. Why? <laughs> It's so fucking creepy. Like, she goes on this 90s-ass computer and, like, makes a composite from, like, hot ladies yeah. to become to become the, the er-hot lady. Like the Pib girl. It's just a bunch yes. of faces combined. <laughs> it is. She's the Pib girl. We and then, like, she's just scrolling through a list of names trying to pick one that sounds right because I guess you can't have this, like, big, grown lady being like, my name is... Weebo. Weebo. <laughs> and then she's straight up Dan Aykroyd getting a ghost blowjob. So. That's what it is. That's what it is. Because she's not like, like it's a light projection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a person. It's light. <laughs> Anyways. You want to see what that dick do. He's asleep. He's asleep. He is He's definitely a fucked up. God. He awakens before she can kiss him with another idea for Flubber, at which point he goes into the basketball arena and just starts putting Flubber on shit and seeing what <laughs> happens. And see, that's when I had the like thing of like, okay, yeah, this is why kids liked this movie this is why i liked this movie as a kid because like that whole scene is just robin williams screaming making noises and getting hit with stuff yeah uh and then of course he uh puts little not i guess not tax just i don't know what the fuck they are just some shit on the bottom of their shoes that has no they were they were taxed holy shit robin these are children <laughs> Um, and it's got flubber on it, but you, you, the flubber doesn't activate yet because I guess it's candy coated. And oh, this fucking game! How do flubber make you better at basketball? They're uncoordinated. Now you've just given them a cannon to shoot themselves out of. This is the part where like RJ got the most like upset. Because first off, it's it's just a weird basketball team. They're all tiny. They nerds. all suck. They're all nerds. And like, why is this a thing? Um, but then, yeah, like the things that the flubber does, like the he coats the basketball in it, and so the kid is just bouncing it very quickly. But that doesn't that doesn't help. The other kid can still just take it. It's <laughs> just kick him yeah like it and then he smacks a child's ass he does so that when that he smacks that a child falls. on the ass so that way later in the basketball game when that kid falls on his ass inevitably he bounces back up and just hits a full-on mj dunk in that bitch or is that the one who went whole body through it one of them went whole body through that basketball hoop <laughs> Which at that point, I'm like, y'all ain't getting points on purpose. These are all accidental. <laughs> What's great is like you see them just straight fucking fly through the air. The coach of the other team quite reasonably like goes to the ref like, what the fuck? And the ref's like, there ain't nothing in the rule book against jumping too high. And that's like verbatim. But I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's some air bud shit. Clearly cheating. Like, this is clearly the biggest <laughs> cheating I've so ever seen. after the close but successful basketball game, Brainerd's attempt to win Sarah back into his favor fails. You don't fucking see Say, Chief. Oh, that was the best part. Is he's sitting behind Shooter McGavin and and the and his 
his his lady love. Yeah. Uh, and he just starts like cheering and like punching. <laughs> just beats the, head the be like, shit out of Shooter McGaffin. <laughs> he's like, oh, guess you're going to be alone in the mountains this weekend. Ho, oh, oh. <laughs> Which is immediately giving away the plot of I was spying on you. But don't worry about it. It's fine. I do love this idea of I rubbed gooey shit on a bunch of children's hands. <laughs> take me back. Why won't you take me back, Sarah? With musical guests. <laughs> Lord. Here is your host, Weebo. <laughs> well, we've talked a lot about old max max rock steady enough or whatever we've talked about the furiosa we talk about a big chubby man what got a skeleton face and nux but there's one person we didn't give a lot of love to and it was the doof warrior and his fun fun guitar <laughs> so i've sent you a link to a song i hope it doesn't automatically start playing if it does pause it so we can sync up oh i'm i'm so so scared <laughs> no <laughs> Scotty no It's nine o'clock in the Citadel And Morton Joe shuffles in He's an old man who is mentally With white hair and a skeleton grin Megan has gone beet red (laughs) He says, son, can you lead me? Just the guitar in your hands Use your chords and your strings And your sweet melody To ravage cross all over the land La 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 da dee da You chose a song with like no guitar in it Play us a song, you're the guitar man Play us a song tonight Well, we're all in the mood for some anarchy As we head to Valhalla tonight Now Nux in the car is a friend of mine Gets me my milk for free (laughs) And he's quick with a scheme Or to light gasoline Cause Valhalla's where he'd rather be This is doof, I believe This is killing me As he sprayed that pet in his face Well, I'm sure that a modern Joe witnessed me Oh my, what a lovely day La 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 la
now Furiosa's escaping the citadel And she's taking away all the wives Now Joe has gone crazy Assembling a navy To all hunt her down for her life What if the Doof Warrior played a harmonica that fire came out of? And the Imperators practicing politics as the war boys slowly get stoned. Yes, they're sharing a drink they call Mother's Milk as they ride out all shiny and grown. <laughs> there may have been a secondary reason I had looked up all of that slang. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I kind of figured at this point. <laughs> play us a song, you're the guitar man. Play us a song tonight. Well, we're all in the mood for some anarchy as we head to Valhalla tonight. Shiny old day on the battlefield Then an old blood bag comes along He rides on a hanger that smeg who eats schlangers And tries to put an end to my song But the guitar, it sounds across the citadel As I see a Morton Joe closing in It wasn't until you brought it up that I realized, yeah, there's no fucking guitar in that song anywhere. Is there? <laughs> wow! Oh, oh, dang! Those are some real funny clips, right there, weren't they? Some real hilarity ensued in the past year, and we certainly hope you would enjoy it. Scotty breaking in again with uh, some quick notes before we jump into it, and then I'm not even going to interrupt for the rest of the episode. Um, but as always, thank you guys for hanging out. If you guys want to support the show, you can at patreon.com slash a load of BS, or you can pick up merchandise at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Um, we're super sorry this episode took so long to get out. It's just, you know, 
COVID apparently really kicks your ass, and that's the world I've been in for the past couple of weeks. But it's okay. I'm better now, and hopefully you guys are feeling better too. And I hope you're going to be very excited. I know some of you guys especially will be to hear what we're going to be doing next week on the show because we found a guest, and not just any guest, the host of Party of One himself, Jeff Stormer, is coming on and it's almost as if Jeff looked into our fan base exactly and said what can I do to make these people happy because I asked them what they wanted to do and they said one word and one word only Columbo so make sure to come back next week if you're not subscribed subscribe because next week Jeff Stormer is joining us to talk Columbo and I'll just a little secret we've already recorded it and it is a killer episode we cannot wait for you guys to hear it but until then you guys have been phenomenal and I'll see y'all next time Again, this is why I'm just so fucking upset because I'm really proud of the horrible, horrible crime that I committed for trolls. Because, of course, you know, um, most horrible gremlins listening to this podcast may be familiar with the... uh, the what's it what they call it the prestige podcast the McElroy brothers will be in trolls too the mac tonight's gonna be in dreamworks film yeah i i i did a little twist on that (laughs) (laughs) and it sounds a little something like like this this. Fiction and the BS Network. My name is Megan Danger, and this is Megan and Scotty will be in Trolls 3. I'm Scotty Moore. And I'm Megan Danger, and welcome to our prestige podcast where Scotty and I try to scheme our way into the third Trolls movie. Trolls. Yep, that's that's right, bud. So, uh, Scotty, what was your reaction when I pitched you this idea? All I said was, fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were pretty excited. Uh, but first, I think it's important that we be upfront with our, our listeners, that we be, um, what's the word? Transparent. Yeah, exactly. That we're as transparent as possible. Uh, this podcast may sound like a complete ripoff of the one the McElroys did, and, uh... <laughs> That's because it is. What the fuck? I know, I know, it's it's hard to hear, but but it's it's fine. Because we're gonna do it our way, right? Yeah, sure. Wow, uh, okay. You, you don't sound super enthused there, dude. I I thought you loved the Trolls movies. Isn't isn't Queen Barb, like, really important to you? Barb's like a real piece of shit. Oh. Shit, um, okay. I- I didn't know you felt that way. What about that scene in, in Trolls 2 where she gets her cool punk mohawk? Every time that scene happens, I come. I super did not need to know that. Keep that to yourself, man. Keep that shit private. No, it's coming out now. <laughs> oh, fuck. It sure is. Oof, that's that's gross. Dude, you, you understand that's gross, right? It's full on nasty. Well, as long as you're aware of that. Anyway... You have any ideas for how we're going to get roles in Trolls 3? I know what we do. 
I think I do too. In fact, you don't even have to say it because we have that thing where we're pretty much always thinking the same thing, like the, the terrible psychic umbilical cord. We should make our own troll sodas. I think mine would be like, I, I don't know, like a really chill troll who's in the like synth pop or something. They could be named Vaporwave. And, and they have like a, a dope synth keyboard that they play. Uh, what, what, what does your troll do, Scotty? He comes in your mouth and then chops it off. That, that's, uh, that's... It's very adorable. Not the first word I would have chosen. Or the 50th. Um, okay, you know, win, win me over here. Give, give me, like, a pitch of what your troll sounds like. <laughs> that didn't, that was supposed to be a laser sound, but it sounded like an angry <laughs> elephant. <laughs> Is, uh... That it, or or do do you, do you have anything else? Did, hello, hello, my friend. This is your mind. That's just a preview. Of what you're gonna get, Scotty? I'm I'm sorry, but like that's really bad. I I don't know what the hell that was, but it sucked. You can't break <laughs> me like this, damn it! Hey hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Like it's okay. Come on, look. Do you have any other ideas for, for what kind of troll you'd like to be in Trolls 3? Hot Babadook, but just a tall lizard. It's a tall lizard that's gonna fuck you up. I'm trying to be supportive, Scotty. I really am, but I, I think we're gonna need to have, like, an, an alternate solution for convincing the execs at Sony to let us be in the movie. Uh, you wanna ask me why all these bricks are in front of you? Why are all these bricks in front of me? Are you suggesting we threaten the film executives with fucking bricks, my dude? Yeah, yeah. Why? Powerful. Fuck you. <laughs> Energy. Okay, I think we've done enough here. Uh, this has been Megan and Scotty will be in Trolls 3. Scotty, put those bricks down. No. I... I'm upset that I lost that audio because the people at home do not realize I was dead after hearing this the first time. <laughs> I fell to you. the ground in pain and just couldn't stop laughing. Holy shit. The, the look of sheer horror when you heard your voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the proof of it may be gone, but I will treasure the memory personally forever. <laughs> But to go into that, I feel like we got to talk about, and this has been said multiple times on the internet, that there's like three different genres of show happening in this in this romantic comedy pirate yeah. show. And that's Steed and his crew, or maybe just the crew, they're in a Muppet movie. They're fucking, they're human Muppets. Holy shit, you are so fucking right right now. <laughs> and I, I love them all. I, I love, I think... Uh, apart from from Jim and um, Aluande, uh, Frenchie is my favorite. J Jim and Aluande, you mean the two that aren't Muppets? Yes, it's like it's the two sure human characters in are. the Muppet movie. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> um, I'll be honest. Although, although Aluande has big Kermit the Frog energy. Oh fuck! You're right. <laughs> you're actually right. I was gonna do a whole different thing where we tier list them. Now I kind of just want to say what Muppet is each. Our flag means death character. That's not a bad idea. Uh, so yeah, that they're they're all in the Muppet movie. Steed and and Ed and Blackbeard. Ed, 
Hello, David. They are in a just straight up sincere romantic comedy. Yeah. Izzy Izzy Hands is in black sales. (laughs) Izzy Hands, the one person, is in a completely different movie from everybody else. That's why he's miserable. He's in a, a grim, gritty pirate show where like maybe you can well this isn't fair because black sales is also very gay and whatever show yeah. Izzy's in is one where you can only be gay via angsty subtext that man wants to fuck blackbeard so bad <laughs> and he will never so admit bad. it nope <laughs> i really fucking dig the concept of like the ship of theseus and if you take like the first time I heard about it was in uh, John Dies at the End, which has a very fun play on it. But for me, I was like, OK, in Detective Pikachu, the ditto can be a person. How much of person does that ditto have to replicate until you can just say it's a person, even though at its base it's a ditto. The only problem was the way I decided to express this moral quandary <laughs> was revolving around the idea of how much person did ditto gotta replicate before you can fuck it. Your, <laughs> your, point, sh- everyone... your ship of Theseus was uh, the ship was a ditto and you wanted to have sex with it. <laughs> yes. It was how much of a person does the ditto have to replicate, at which point Everyone in the Discord at once said, none of it. It, it can't. <laughs> like, there's, no, there's not a consent. level. <laughs> but the human can. And if the Ditto replicates the human, so here, so it gets the, its mind. This went on for like six hours. It was a lengthy time. And, and now a- Scotty has a, a badge, a special badge on Discord that says Ditto fucker. There was a month where someone paid $50 to the weird Discord so they could name, what was it? Uh, Scotty's Declassified Declassified Guide. Shout out to Lieutenant. (laughs) (laughs) And it came back recently, which is why I wanted to do this episode, because during that I realized, wait a minute, the, the good part of this concept is not in the... Oh, this did it. That's basic shit. The true, like, enticing idea behind a ditto is the existential horror that could come as a person who is a ditto. So and you, and we'll you, get you, into and that you later. Like you, not too long ago, you did you did try to resurrect and restore your brand by pitching it that way, and everyone's just like, nope, nope, still a human, still, still a human blow, or not a human blow up doll, a polka blow up doll. <laughs> Yeah, you still want to fight? It's like, no, I want to do it as like a fun horror story. No, fuck you. got the beady little eyes, and you were like, oh, you can put sunglasses on like in the movie. And then you're like, what if it turned into someone you knew? And then you had sex with it, and we all said, Scotty, that's objectively worse. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) The amount of twists and turns that conversation took involving like legitimate research where I was looking up like, can a ditto? change and not have those beady eyes and it was like if well trained it could and i was like look look at it i can fuck this ditto and look it in the eye it's fine (laughs) uh here's another great another great quote about (laughs) james paywell why he's the worst pirate i've ever seen you'll have hoy of him (laughs) 
Uh, Disney execs were confused, asking Depp whether the character was drunk or gay, and Michael Eisner at one point exclaimed, He's ruining the film, which is the energy I bring to every day of my life. Are you drunk? Are you gay? You're ruining this. Yes. what uh, What does it say about, like, about American film executives that they look at Jack Sparrow and they're just like, oh, he has to be gay <laughs> because there's no because he's just there. Like, I, mm, uh, there's a scene where he's actively slapped by multiple women that he's probably philandered with. Yes, like, he's just, he's just not like he's just not acting like a standard like. Hollywood uh, male lead. He's and not because- screaming and whispering at the same time. <laughs> yes. yes. Hey, don't be mean to my screamy, whispery little elephant boy. I was like my first. Wow. I think this movie might have made me bisexual. Um- I was about <laughs> to say it. I was like, I. <laughs> it's not my place to say this, but it sounds like that's where you're going. That's where this is. That's where it, that's where we end up. <laughs> oh, here's some other great alternate castings for Will ooh, Turner. Ooh, ooh. Jude Law, Ewan McGregor, oh. Christian Bale, Heath uh. Ledger. Because well, Christian was a pretty boy for a long time, but that was also two year, only two years before Batman. So, mm. and it was two years after like American Psycho. But oh. you, I've not busted out the best one. Okay, Tobias Maguire himself. That's right. <gasps> Peter Parker was gonna be no. Will Turner. No, 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 <laughs> no, no fucking way, Chief. It's it's man. It's funny because like, or it, all of these people, I could see them playing this character. But besides maybe Jude Law, this would be a different movie, you know, like, I think. Oh, yeah. You and McGregor and Jude Law. Like, I could see them play it. The same character at that point, though, like 1998 Moulin Rouge, you and McGregor. Yeah. Mm. I train eight hours a day so that when I find a pirate, I can kill it. Toby, we need you to speak up. The microphones are not picking you up, son. Can you scream and whisper at the same time? (laughs) If somebody told you I was just an average blacksmith, somebody lied. (laughs) And thinking about uh, this comics run and thinking about Spider-Man No Way Home, I have for you, it's not a, a thick, it's a pitch. Okay. And it's my pitch for Spider-Man No Way Home 2. <laughs> Spider-Man Get Deadpool Home. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home 2. Home colon. Two. Get, get no. Deadpool Home. It's Deadpool 3 colon Spider-Man colon No Way Home 2 no way home colon, two, colon get, get Deadpool, Deadpool Home. home. I love it if already. Like this, if you would like this title on a t-shirt. <laughs> so the my, my thought process is that just like how um, I guess spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home, mm-hmm. which, hey, I read out the entire plot two months ago with my leaf <laughs> But anyway, spoilers for, for No Way Home. Uh, there's a, Venom gets briefly zapped over into the spider-man universe when everything's all fucky Mm -hmm. and it's very cute and stupid uh but anyway so he he gets zapped right back very quickly but what if deadpool also did 
And that's why he's hanging out with Korg and, and Thor, because he just appeared and he doesn't know how to get back. And so he's just been hanging out on like Thor's couch playing fucking Fortnite and shit with them. Okay. Now, the problem is they don't know, you know, none of them know what caused this like anomaly event because no one remembers who Spider-Man is or whatever, except here's the thing. Deadpool does. Deadpool knows exactly who Spider-Man is because if because of his weird like fourth wall shit i think he probably just has spider-man comics <laughs> that's it like probably just, yeah. yeah he's just got a bunch of spider he's like and he's just like holding things up in front of thor and he's just like do you recognize this pasty white nerd and thor's just like i got nothing man i'm sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> you know he, he tells him like you know i don't know who would have caused this disturbance between our worlds but i can show like i can send you to the man most likely to be able to help you fix it. This is the part where you get mad at me because he sends him to Dr. Strange. Yes, my boy! <laughs> and this is only because then we would be able to have one of the greatest scenes in cinematic history, which would just be fucking Deadpool looking at, at Dr. Strange and like referencing every fucking Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. meme. I'm not... See, I'm not clever enough to write out the the gags and the dialogue like you do for your things. <laughs> <laughs> but you would just like be like, all right, yeah, no, just go get into like your fucking mind palace and mm-hmm. you know figure out uh, what what might happen here. It's like I I don't I don't know. There's a whole multiverse of madness happening right now, and I don't know. He'd narrow his eyes and probably say something like. You work real hard on that accent. And that's got to be what it is. It's like he just starts talking and Deadpool's quietly losing it in the background. And he's just going, that's your voice, huh? That's how you talk, chief. <laughs> These are the choices that you've made. You're just a good old fashioned New York boy, huh? <laughs> I, I feel like I'm going to have an aneurysm, but that's um, the I, bef- before, yeah, before, before we, I don't, cause I don't want to lose this specific thing. Tanner, please tell us about the Glee Project. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> okay. As as short as I can. It's not going to be that short. Um, the Glee Project was a reality show launched between the second and third seasons of Glee to cast new people to be on Glee. Uh, just like nor- normal people, kids just like you, could be on Glee if you were like sufficiently diverse looking enough. If you hit enough points on the Overwatch <laughs> diversity graph. <laughs> You could, you too could be on the Glee project. And so, did did they like become like? Was it just like, oh, you get like a walk on role in an episode or something, or did any of them become like characters? Okay, so so what it was is they got twelve in the. They had two seasons of this. They got twelve Holy kids shit. Um, in the in a wilderness survival camp that they told them there was no central heating, and they told them if you see eyes looking at you, that's a coyote. What does this have to do with with? With choir, with Glee, Glee Club. <laughs> this is the tea that's been coming out in the years later where, like, all the other kids have been like, yeah, the Glee Project, like, I'm glad for the small bit of good it did me, but it was a traumatizing experience. Um, every week, they all had to sing two songs, and then one of them was a music video made by a director who really keeps trying to get these kids to make out with each other. It's kind of weird. Um, and then the worst three have to perform a song for Ryan Murphy himself, and then he'll pick one person to kick off the Glee Project. 
and things are slowly whittled down and as they like get rid of everyone who like could be genuinely interesting and ryan's like i need to be able to write a character for you because he can only write rpf i guess um (laughs) it got down to the final four which were dane mcginty a little irish boy um Samuel Larson, who's the Christian White Dreadlocks, um, Lindsay Pierce, who's the Broadway girl, and Alex Newell, who was the sassy black gay boy, who is now gender fluid, all whatnot. You, you know all their full names. This <laughs> is right in the throes of the Glee Project as we're recording. So originally it was just going to be one person gets a seven episode arc. And then Ryan Murphy is like, Damien, you're so, or Samuel, you're so amazing. You're going to get seven episodes, but Damien, we like you too. So you're also going to get seven episodes. And Lindsay and Alex, you're also pretty cool. So you're each going to get two episodes. So Lindsay got her two episodes and then she was gone. Damien got his seven episodes and then a little bit more. And then he was gone at the end of the third season. Joe got managed to stay into the fourth season, but he didn't get many lines in the fourth season, really. Um, and Alex was so great as the groundbreaking trans character, Unique Adams, that they got to get all the lines and all the plots in the fourth season. And some in the fifth season, too. And then everyone was fired halfway through because they completely retooled, to the, retooled the show to be about New York. And then the winner of the second season is Blake Jenner of Married to B- Melissa Benoist fame. So it's kind of like WWE's <laughs> tough enough, but for the gays is what you're telling me. <laughs> and with children. Listen, I don't know much about wrestling, but I'm pretty sure that wrestling is wrestling for the gays. It is. It is very much. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that was straight up like what happened with the last season of Tough Enough, though, is they were like, the winner gets a WWE contract, except also this person is getting one and this person. That person finished in seventh, but they're also getting a contract. But, but again, none of them are children and also probably were not menaced by a coyote during the process. I don't know enough about wrestling. I may be the, wrong. The, they were ages 18 to 24, but it's still like they their brains still weren't done cooking yet. No, no. Eight, eight, 18 is I did children. also forget to mention that they did not test them on their acting ability. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, apparently they tested them on their wilderness survival skills, if I'm following this correctly. Also, if you can look sad while you sing. So, how'd that boy hit someone with his car, and does that ever get resolved? I know I'm skipping no. back around, but you, you can't just be like, oh, by the way, can't come if I hit someone with my car anymore. And then me just be like, I guess this is just a fact of glee life I have to live with now. Yeah, no, that that um that that's just the the funny haha. No. What? I I'd understand if they just did it once, but they had the callback and everything. So I'm like, well, surely this man has a dark moment in his life where he murdered someone in cold blood. No. Nope. They have an entire episode about in season two, but it's about all the other boys trying to find ways to keep themselves from coming because all the girls are teases. Oh wait, no, actually no, it's Tina to keep also Tina is trying to stop herself because Mike's a tease. Okay. God, I hate this show so More much. coming than I would have expected. There's a lot of coming. Tonight unfolds another chapter in the story that we've been telling on our stage for the past eight years. We are pleased to be here on stage at the Alice Stevens Center of the Arts at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, and I could think of no guest greater today to come and share his wisdom with you. Bark. Woof. 
Rough. <laughs> These are selections of phrases and idioms that the world believed dogs could use to emote, to communicate. However, my guest this evening was one day bold enough to ask the question, what if we could say more? You may know him from his starring role as Air Bud in the film Air Bud, Air Bud 2, Golden Receiver, Air Bud 3, World Pup, and of course, Air Bud 4, 20. You may also know him from his dramatic roles as the villainous Colonel Wishbone on the hit series Nine Lives, and of course, his most recent role as Spider Dog in Into the Spider-Verse 2. Ladies and gentlemen of the Alice Stevens Center and those watching from home, the Actor Studio is proud to welcome to the stage... Air Bud. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, buddy. How are you doing today? Well, I could use a glass of scotch and a scratch on my snoot, but otherwise I'm doing fine, James. Yes! <laughs> yes! Ever the character. Yes. Now, buddy, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to take a step back in time for a few to your childhood. You were born in 1988. However, you weren't known as Buddy back then. Well, no, I was, well, to be frank, I had no idea who I was. I was born astray in a world astray, and to be honest with you, James, I'm not sure if I was ever going to find out the answer to that question. <laughs> I never found someone I could be buddies with. Buddies? <laughs> Wait, what question? Well, who am I? I suppose that's what we're all here to figure out, eh? I mean, that is the very nature of acting. He's putting your body through every type of trial there is. One actor in his life will have lived through wars, divorce hearings. When I appeared on Broadway as Julius Kaiser the dog, I was stabbed 46 times every night and twice on Sundays. And let me tell you something, audience. If you want to learn how you truly are, get stabbed 46 times on a daily basis. Yes, thank you, buddy. Now, you, however, weren't astray for long, I've been told. No, when I was just a young and rowdy boy, nearly one year old, I was eating an old pot of vanilla pudding out of a dumpster near the theater, when suddenly a door opened near me and waves of people began to rush my way. I knew I was set to be trampled right there and then, until I found myself being picked up off the ground, and I looked up and I... I saw her face for the first time. Ah, yes. The star of hit films such as The Sound of Music and My Fair Lady. Buddy, buddy, you must have been absolutely awestruck when you laid eyes on Julie Andrews for the first time. Well, to be fair with you, I had no bloody idea who the bird was. All I knew was that she saved me from that mob of paparazzos, and in Buddy's book, that makes you a good egg. Yes, and Dame Andrews is quite the good egg. Well, we've had our ups and downs. Well, before we get into that, however, let's get into the story of your first role. Tell me, how did Dog King Lear come about? Well, it was quite interesting. You see, I wasn't actually supposed to be there that day. It was Julie's audition. She merely brought me along for company. But then I, I sat back and I kept listening to the same ineffective, boring King Lears up on the stage. And at that point, I was simply enamored by Julie. And I'm sure you'll all agree she deserved a whole lot better than the primary school filth they were bringing to her. <laughs> and what happened next was history. Let's roll the footage. <laughs> 
sorry, Mr. Director, but I simply can't perform against any of these leads. They're all quiet and shy, none possessing the sheer fire that King Lear demands. Look, Julie, you're gonna have to deal with it. No one's wants Blow winds and crack your cheeks. Rage, blow. You cataracts and hurricanos spout till you have drenched our steeples, drowned the cocks, you sulfurous and thought-executing fires. Vaunt couriers of oak-cleaving thunderbolts, singe my white head, and thou, all shaking thunder, smite flat the thick rotundity of the world. Crack nature's molds, all Germans spill at once, that makes him grateful man. Wait, well, what's going on? Buddy? <laughs> so, so what do you say, director man? Have I got the gig? Look, it was a brilliant performance overall, and that's all that matters. This small dog just performed, outperformed every single actor out here on this stage today, and he deserves this job. He, he's a dog! You're a person! We can't just put on a... There is no rule in the rule book that says a dog can't be King Lear. <laughs> Alright, so uh, until next week, where could people find you on the... Tim Curry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can find me at Twim Curry. <laughs> Twim Twim Curry. Tempter. <laughs> you can find me on t- Tim Curry Tinder. Um, Tempter. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Meg underscore Danger. Sometimes I'm also on Tumblr at. Uh, was it? I think it's either megdanger.tumblr.com, megandanger.tumblr.com. I don't fucking know. I'm there. I'm pretty easy to find. You, during that last little bit, did make me mentally think of quite possibly the most horrifying vocal combination of all time, and it is Tim Curry doing uwu voice. (laughs) (laughs) Hello! No, like it's my hard body to do. doesn't want to do that. <laughs> what can't it happen? I tried to, and it doesn't work. Got Hello, to go to Ms. the one place that hasn't been tainted by capitalism. Spice. Spice. <laughs> <laughs> he ordered one cheese pizza. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Obama. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It changes it into a completely different accent. I was Australian by the end of that. I see you shiver in anticipation. (laughs) That was just your normal voice, but I'll accept it. And you can... Whoa, I'm turning into Schwartz. I've now lost Tim Curry. I broke, my, I broke it because I flew too close to the sun and like Icarus, my wax Tim Curry accent melted. Oh no, I'm falling down towards the water. You'll never get me again. <laughs> 
So follow me on Twitter at twitch.tv slash scottymo <laughs> and follow the other podcasts. There's Fight Boys, there's JWF Wrestling, and most importantly, The Weird, the actual play TTRPG where me and Megan make our friend Charles' life a living hell. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 the most accurate description of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to Best Day for the music that lets you know you just heard some real dumb cold open shit. <laughs> 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 lets you know that also the podcast is over now and you're free. Um, it it you lets like- you know you heard a small mistake and then lets you know you heard a bigger mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and if you like that, if you like not the mistakes necessarily, but the music that denotes them, you can hear more of it at soundcloud.com slash best hyphen day or searching best day on music and get that merch at merch.loadofpurebs.com. You know what's bad? The other a day, a lot of things. Oh yeah, the other day, war, famine. <laughs> no, the other day I got three emails from T Public saying your design has been taken down. Not a single fucking one of them were the ones we have blatantly stolen like Spider-Man art for. Incredible. It was like this. It was the stuff I did for Sammy Magic. It was like that. It was like, no, you've watched Owl House. You need to be purged of all of this Sammy Magic stuff. <laughs> yeah, the 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 <laughs> The shirt full of stolen um, fucking superhero logos and a picture of Baby Yoda. Those are still good. (laughs) (laughs) Disney's cool with that? (laughs) J.K. Rowling got really upset with you. And honestly, valid. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then uh, if you want to support the show and get the show early, you can get it at patreon.com slash load of B. S, you get the show as soon as it's edited. This one's going out later tonight. In fact, hold on. I'm going to send someone a message on the Discord, and then when they listen to the show, they'll be like, oh, that's what that was about, because it's going to be there later tonight. It's just laser targeted. This is Hey at Big Mike. We make this podcast for like five people. We, We really do, but you know what? I've read them essays. All it takes is five true fans and you can become a millionaire. I don't know if it was exactly five. The number may have been a little bit bigger, but five true fans is all it takes. Uh, Let's look at it this way. We're never going to have Markiplier's problem. (laughs) We're never going to have Markiplier or the King of Demons problems. (laughs) Hello, everybody. My name is Markiplier. Markiplier. <laughs> why, why is he a Muppet? Why is he a Muppet? You get to run the two, the three, the four, the five nights at Friday's. Ernest, Ernest, Ernest.